0: Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community.
1: Hey, welcome again today, uh, Vine family. Great to be with you here. And, uh, you know, though we're not as close as we'd like to be, we're so good to be here with you, the ones that are in person, and then those of you that are online and I want to invite Alejandro Ortiz to come on up and join me. It's a big day for him. He's going to be joining the church and be baptized. All right, yeah. Let's give Alejandro a hand. Woo. There he is. So uh, it's it's a big day. And uh, we, I've been meeting with Alejandro. And uh, and so uh, it's, uh, it's just by God's grace that uh, the Lord has just... Uh, brought my brother along in the faith, in knowing Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And so Alejandro has uh, written and wants to share for you um, uh, his story of grace, how God has saved him. So uh, Alejandro.
2: Thank you for having me here. Good morning, everyone, and God bless. I'm so excited and overwhelmed with happiness to be able to share with you all my baptism today. I never thought I'd be here receiving the Lord's blessing, considering a few things. For starters, I grew up with the teachings of Nichiren Daishonan Buddhism. I stopped practicing that faith when I was 16 and my mother asked me why I wanted to stop and I said because I don't believe in it anymore. She was a little upset but regardless respected my decision. I was out of religion and I stayed away from it so I questioned all faiths because I knew there was a greater power, I just didn't know it was God. Then the worst news of my life happened on September 27, 2012. My father suffered a severe stroke. I didn't know if he was alive. All I knew was to go home, pack my bags, get my brother, and head to MUSC in in Charleston, South Carolina. Seeing my father in such a weak condition for the first time in my life shattered me. I've never seen so many tubes going into someone, let alone having it happen to my father. Two days later, a second stroke happened due to the medication that was given to him, known as a TPA. I'm so thankful he is alive and that God let him live. Over one week had passed, and my father was transferred to the Shepherd Center in Atlanta. Seeing him awake for the first time since he had the stroke, and his words to my brother and I were, my sons, excuse me, (coughs) my sons, I heard God. I saw a light, and I heard God he explained to us that God told him it is not your time go for the first time in my life my father said he heard God and I was shocked beyond words I was so confused I was so confused so I had to talk to the pastor of the church from the shepherd center looking for an answer he told me something all young adults need to hear he said you have every right to feel this way most teenagers, for young adults, between the ages of 14 and 25 will want, to find, will want to find a new faith, fall out of their current one, or just don't care. I was 23 at the time, so I asked him, what should I do? He replied, have you tried praying? <laughs> so, I did that, but I wasn't feeling anything. It wasn't until I had first come here to the Vine and heard Pastor John speak the word and actually felt God's presence. He interpreted God's words in a way that I can familiarize on a spiritual and personal level that I've never felt in my life. Jesus was speaking through him to speak to me, and I needed to know more of God, of our Lord's love. There was one book in the Bible that I familiarized with, and that is the book of Jonah. I was struggling with jobs, living situations, and balancing my family's needs. I was a mess and refused to listen to anyone, including my parents' advice, as well as God's. So I come in one Sunday, and I remember how John began the sermon. Who here is running from something? (laughs) I was shocked again, and I was immediately hooked because I felt like I was Jonah. God told him to go to Nineveh, because they needed help but refused and wanted to go to Toshish. It took a great storm and a whale just to get Jonah to Nineveh, and when he finally reached his destination, he spoke the Lord's word and the people had faith again. I had been running away from my responsibilities just like Jonah. I felt my responsibilities were bigger than me or just not my problem. I realized that these responsibilities were not burdens but lessons to learn, and one has to. And one of them was to honor and care for my father. Another was to stop being angry for things I cannot control in my life, because God does have a plan for me. My faith had been restored, and I couldn't be happier <clears throat> to know that Jesus will always be there for me. We just have to have faith. Thank you all so much for letting me tell you this story and sharing with you. God bless. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah.
1: That's so awesome. Thank you, Alejandro. Man, what a joy it is to, that uh... yeah, you did so great, man. <laughs> sharing uh, just how Jesus has, has come and changed your heart and brought him to yourself. And he's gonna never leave you. He's gonna always be with you. And when you die, you're gonna be with him forever and ever till that day, you got the opportunity, privilege to live for him as we were singing earlier. So what a joy and what an honor, man. So how cool is that? And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, really beautiful to see what the Lord is doing in your life. And it's, uh, it's an honor and, and a delight for me now to be able to, as a member, uh, you have uh, gone through and re- answered the membership questions. You've been uh, gone through the classes and you've also said, I want to be a part of this covenant family. All of these imperfect people here, uh, you get to join with in Jesus name. So it's a great opportunity uh, including with me. And so uh, what, a, what a goodness, what good goodness this is. So today as we come to baptism, I'd just like to have you kneel here. And uh, we, uh, as we uh, apply baptism, you know, there's just many, there's sprinkling, pouring, or immersion are all valid. And uh, today uh, we're going to uh, apply it through pouring. And it it demonstrates and kind of symbolizes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, on, on the believers and the work that God wants to do in every one of us. And so as you see the water poured, think about how God pray for Alejandro and, uh, and uh, his family, Miguel, and just how he's just, how he's just uh, been, um, he's come to this place, where he's received Jesus, and that the Holy Spirit would control him in every area of his life, which is a hard world to do this. So let's, let's together celebrate God's work. This is the work of God. It's a, it points to Jesus in our beautiful union with Christ. So I'm going to move these papers for just a second. So um, Alejandro... Ortiz, brother in Christ and now believer in Jesus as you have rejected Satan and his works and you have come to receive Jesus into your heart and life and to be changed by the power of the gospel, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, our God, Three and one. As the water is poured out, may the Holy Spirit be poured out to your life, to your heart, to your head, to your hands, to every part of you, that Jesus would be Lord of your life, every day of your life. And may you know that you are his, And so, Lord, we just praise you, and we thank you for the privilege to uh, baptize Alejandro. Thank you for his life. Thank you for this great news of the gospel that has changed him and continue to grow him now as a child, a son of the living God. And we give you praise. We give you glory In your name, beautiful Lord, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Stand up and walk in Jesus, brother. God bless you, brother. Love you, man. God bless you. Praise God. Yeah, man. You can get another shirt for sure. There you go. Who said Presbyterians don't pour out a lot of water, huh? So uh, we just uh, pray for uh, just my brother. There you go, man. The, uh, and that by his grace, uh, that, that uh, Jesus would be uh, just uh, central in his life and with his family. So it's a great, uh, great honor today. And as we come to our, our message We have a rather long passage, so open your Bibles, if you will, to 1 John chapter 4 or your handhelds. It's important to get into the Word of God. We're going to read through, Elena Roberts is going to graciously read through this whole passage. So let's really be focused and give attention to this beautiful Word. God's Word is our authority today. Thank you.
0: Beloved, do not believe every spirit Therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him whoever loves God must also love his brother.
1: Thank you, Elaine. I see what I love about first John is just the the that this is not just a uh, colleague writing it's not also it's not just a uh, you know a friend it's not even a sibling or a, or a spouse that you love this is a papa who is writing john is is 90 years old and he's been transformed from from being what you know we we a self-centered follower that was only about himself to the apostle of love through the power of Jesus Christ who showed him he received that love and then he was able to give that love away and guys you know I know many of you here both here and present and you guys who are online are going through a lot of pain this situation this life is hard right now I can't imagine just being a teenager or younger and just saying God, what are you doing? What is my life going to look like? And some of you are feeling like, God, do you even care at all? Well, imagine John, 90 years old. He's exiled. He's all alone in the middle of the, the Greek seas there on the island of Patmos. I've been there with friends and seen the place. It's a very sober reality. Beautiful, yes, but no water. He had to catch rainwater. He had to figure out how to get food. He's 90 years old. He's all alone. You think you've been isolated through COVID. And this guy, John, writes, and he writes so tenderly. Look how he starts. Beloved, verse 1. Beloved, verse 7. Cha- verse 4 of chapter 4. Little children, my little technon. It's a tender word for the for his family members, he said, You all in Asia Minor, who I write to, I am your Papa. I am Papa John. And I love you and I am for you, and I wanna to write to you that actually not just to look to me, but to look to the greater Papa, the greatest Papa, to look to the Lord, our God, the Father who sent his son Jesus, and who sent his Holy Spirit to fill us and change us, and to show us God's love, and then so that we could give it away. And so today, from this passage, we're gonna see, because our Father is greater, our Papa, the greater Papa, you will overcome. And we're gonna see this in two ways. First of all, his truth is greater, and secondly, His love is greater. First of all, his truth is greater. You see in verses 1 through 3, you notice what's going on. He says, beloved, you know, he talks about do not believe every spirit. And then uh, there are many false prophets. And then he goes on to even say, verse 3, that there's a spirit of an antichrist. So what's going on here? Remember this, that John is writing, uh, again, To uh, Asia Minor, the church at Ephesus there in modern day Turkey and he's teaching people as the greater Papa, look you're going to, these Gnostics, these people that are false teachers that are teaching bad things about Jesus don't listen to them and don't even, and apparently there were experiences and spirits, spirits not of God but spirits of the devil who were connected with these false prophets who were increasing the lies if you will we're selling the lies and the primary lie they were teaching was this is that they believed that jesus was god he was divine but they did not believe he was fully human and so they thought that when jesus died he was just like in a shell of a body i don't know if you remember years ago stepford wives remember Those were wives who were, they thought were humans, but they were actually robots. Okay, can you go with me on that? But here the Gnostics are teaching Jesus is divine, but he's not really human. And what that means is we would not be truly saved here today for those of us who know Jesus, nor the people to whom he's writing to in the churches. Because if he didn't die in his humanity, fully human, John 1.1, 1, 1, John 1.14, the word became flesh, became fully human among us and dwelt among us. And if Jesus didn't become fully human, then our salvation is, is not. And we're not Christ followers and what are we doing here, right? But Jesus was fully human and he was fully divine and so... What he's saying here is because our Father is greater, you will overcome. You need to overcome the lies of these false teachers and these spirits that are deceiving you with lies, whether you're having emotional experiences in worship or whatever it was. We don't know exactly what's going on. But you need to know the Papa and his greater truth. And this Antichrist is not talking about the one who's, conjectured to come right before Jesus returned. No, he's talking about spirit of antichrist. You see in verse number three, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. He's talking about these spirits that were demonic and lying and were teaching against Christ, Jesus, antichrist anti the doctrine of who Jesus really was and he really came fully human and fully divine. So he's saying you can't look at, as we saw in chapter two of 1 John, you can't believe everything that you hear about God that it is from God, can you? In today's world, we've gotta be discerning, right? About the truth and we find it in God's word, his scripture. For example, they were, these false teachers were spinning other lies like this. They were teaching that God is a God of grace, so you can indulge in your sin. And 1 John addresses that. We've seen that already, that that's a lie. Or that God is a God of love, but he's not a God of justice, and there's no wrath in him. And that's a lie, too. And thanks be to God that we don't get his wrath, but he, God is a God of justice. And that's what the scripture teaches. I know these are hard things to believe, but we have to believe what the word of God teaches us, right family? That's what we need to to build our life in, is in the scriptures and in Jesus Christ and who he really is and what he has done because today's world, that is the only way you will stand in God and to know and to know really uh, how to navigate all the crazy waters of life that we're facing. So here, verse four, John teaches that the spirit of God is actually greater than Satan or of course, any false teacher. He sa- writes this little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We, John is teaching that the spirit of God who dwells in every Christ follower is greater than he who is in the world. You know, cancer, he's greater. Joblessness, he's greater. COVID-19, he's greater. God is greater than all things. Guys, you've got to believe this. He's greater than Satan. He's greater than any force or power that is deceiving you. God himself is greater. And so do we believe that? Do we, are we rooting and resting our life in that reality? And so as we look at this, we we realize because God is greater, you will overcome. But what does that mean? Does it mean all your circumstances will kind of just be good because you're a Christ follower? No, remember, John is exiled at 90 years old. He's not retiring. <laughs> he's not on the golf course. Uh, he might like to be. But he's struggling. And yet, what is he doing? He's rooting himself and teaching the truth and the love of God that he learned through from Jesus and from his word. This is so what we need to be about and what we need to be doing today. You see, God is greater than Satan and all of his lies. Do you believe this? And believer, you know, what lie does God need to help you overcome in your life? You know, you probably, most of you here and online believe this, that Jesus is fully divine and fully human. Do you? Yeah, I think most of you probably believe that you receive that by faith. I don't know, you know, you don't know. It's mystery, but you believe that. But do you believe this? God really cares for you. Do you really believe I have to trust his work and not my abilities? Do you really believe that God is real when you continue to struggle in your circumstances and You know, and you're like, I don't know if he's really real. Church, this is why we have to constantly root ourselves in the truth of God's word. We've got to come back and know that we have a greater Papa, and his truth is true. And we can stand in that, though the world may go different directions. And by the way, they are, right? We have the truth. We have God. We have the perfect Papa, the greater Papa. We have a God who's faithful to all His word and His promises. Hallelujah to His name. And so we see because our Father is greater, you will overcome. His truth is greater. And secondly, His love is greater. You know, we come to one of the most important verses here in verse 8. And it says this, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You know, we talk a lot about the three loves, being fully engaged in the three loves, because that's a way to flourish and bear fruit. That's our vision and our mission. And so as, as you do that, you will flourish. But notice and know this, that first of all, that love does not define God, does it? God defines love. He is God. Love flows from Him, the essence of who He is. He he is at the very center of His person and character. He is, this is what John says over and again God is love. And that word love, again, is, as Pastor Tim shared last week, is unconditional. It's not regarding any circumstances. It is always perfectly true. And so God is love. And not only does we know that he is love and who he is, he acts with love, perfect love. And he showed us this, didn't he? 1 John 3.16, we saw it last week. This is how we know what love is, NIV. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's how we know what love is. Do you know Jesus Christ is your savior and Lord? Do you, have you trusted him? You will know more and more the unconditional love of God. And it goes on to say, 316 ends, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That's our obedience part, coming out of the faith and repentance. At the very essence of who God is, he is love and he proved it by sending his son Jesus to die for all those who believe in him. And verses we see in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, 9 through 11 and 19 through 21, teach teaches that the evidence of knowing God's love is we will love others. That's what Christians do. That's what, because of who we are. We are sons and daughters who have been perfectly loved by the greater Papa. You might not have had a great Papa, but you have a greater Papa if you know our God. And so by knowing this greater Papa, our opportunity, our privilege, our command is to share that love, especially when it's hard especially when it's not convenient, especially when people hate us, especially when we feel like we want to just kind of do our own thing. And I don't want to do that a lot. No, we're to be different because of the love of God through Christ Jesus. And this is what in 1 John 4, 16 talks about this knowing God. And remember last week we saw that that knowing is like the intimacy, like marriage closeness. It doesn't get any closer. The verbs know and believe in verse 16 are in the mood that means to continue in that knowing and believing. And here's the deal is Christianity, guys, I love it to be, it's not one and done. Wouldn't you just love to, like just today, just open your hands, okay, and say, God, Hit me with all your holiness. Right now, sanctify me completely. No, that's not how it works. We, we struggle with sin. That's what John says. It's a battle. First John you know, 2, 16, we battle against you know, Satan, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, all those things. We're struggling, and yet we are continuing to know and believe that we are unconditionally loved by the greater Papa through his son, Jesus Christ, and his perfect work. This is what John calls an abiding in his love. And we've defined abiding in the past here at the church as abiding is a constant conscious connection with God. And it's not just a general abiding It's very specific. It's that constant conscious connection with God's love through the Holy Spirit. And God's love, when we receive that, does amazing things in us and through us. Verse 17 tells us that it drives out every fear that is not of God and that love actually perfects and completes us. You want to be completed as a person? You need to know that great love of God. And God's love, which is perfect love, verse 18, casts out all fear. I mean, how many of you are struggling with fears? I mean, this fear is abundant in today's world. Fear of like, what's this world gonna be like? Are we gonna have to continue this way? What's this gonna mean for, you know, I, I think as a dad, because I like to protect. What's it gonna mean for my family? How can I protect them? And there's lots of fears. And we need to constantly say, God, I'm surrendering afresh and anew today, knowing and continuing to know the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So when you know that, you can continue to grow in many ways and God's love will change your heart, change the way you think, dispel the lies cause you to become an overcomer. Your fears will be diminished. Your love You will love your brothers and sisters, especially when you don't want to. And you will be reassured and confident, as John talks about, in God's love. You are his child, his son or daughter. Hallelujah, what a God. So, as we conclude, I just want to look briefly at 1 John 4.19. Because... Verse 8 kicked it off with thinking about that greater love. God is love. The essence of God is love. Verse 19 says, then we love because he first loved us. You see, God's love colors everything of who he is. It doesn't eliminate his justice, his holiness, his righteousness, his sovereignty, and all of his attributes. But here in verse 19, we see this beautiful blend of God. Of, the love of God and his sovereignty. And so not only does verse 19 tell us that we will love God, but when, when, when did we love him? And guys, look, we didn't love God first, did we? This is what 19 says, right? We love because what? He first loved us. And this is amazing. You know, this will change your life if you believe this. It will. You know, my, my um, by the way, my, my love of my life is right here. 34 years today, Lizanne Adams, married to her. July 12th, 1986. Wow, praise God. On Alejandro's baptism, come on. <laughs> What a day, can I forget? This is goodness, yeah? So um, we have two beautiful daughters and um, you know, they're grown, have their own kids, it's crazy. But you know, I did little to nothing to choose my daughters. Like I want this daughter, this hair color, this look, blah, blah. I want this character, I want this quality. No, they just sort of appeared, you know? <laughs> at the hospital and there they are. Babies, they're yours, oh wow, those are my kids? All right, yeah. And they were so beautiful and they were so cool, but I had little to nothing of choice. But look, God knew you even when you would be at your worst, even at your most sinful state, your lowest point, your most sinful state, and he chose to love you. Oh, what wondrous love is this? Oh, my soul, oh, my soul. Can you believe how wondrous that love is? You didn't love him first. He loved you. And because he did and he continues to love you, even when you battle with your sin and you reject him and you're like, I don't want much of God or blah, 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 all these things that we go through. God patiently and persistently continues to pursue you with his love. You know why? You know why? He's the perfect papa. Are you grateful for that? Do you know that? And today, are you willing to say, what are the lies that I'm believing in my life? What are the things in my life where I'm not really welcoming fully the love of God or his truth. He's the perfect Papa, you know, we have good Papas. John was a great Papa, but he was nothing like our heavenly Papa. And so today, if you're a Christian, I just pray that you'll you'll look right now in just a moment for what are the lies you've been believing. And if you're not a Christ follower, you're here present with us or you're online, wouldn't you want a perfect papa? There's no other relationship like our God, and today you can know him by simply saying, I turn from my sin and I trust in Jesus and him. He is my savior and my Lord, and you will be saved. And thanks be to God, so many of us undeservedly Starting with me, then with Alejandro, and with every one of you, we don't deserve his grace, but he has given us his love and grace. Isn't that good? Yes. That deserves a Presbyterian amen, which is a head yes. nod. Yes. Amen. Yes. Or maybe if you get really wild as a Presbyterian, that's hmm, hmm. <laughs> but thanks be to God that he loves us so. So today, as we come to Lord's Supper, I just want to ask you to take a moment. Will you meditate and ask God this? Take a moment to reflect on the lies you need to trust our great God to help you overcome. What are those lies? Every one of, them ha- Every one of us has it. If you're saying, I don't have any lies, <laughs> you might be being lied to. Ask God to reveal you and show you the lies that you're believing and reject them as we come to the Lord's Supper. And now as we just come before our Lord, let's go to him and reflect on the lies, knowing the wondrous love of God. What wondrous love is this? Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul.
0: What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.